0: Time for Baldry's beat, Keith Baldry, legislative bureau chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Let's start with the fight at the Vancouver Park Board. So Whoever they had this meeting be
1: talking about the Park, the Vancouver <laughs> Park Board.
0: Yeah, and I, I've enjoyed your reminiscences of covering it for the Vancouver Sun when yeah.
1: you were a Cub reporter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's sort of a. A throwback. It's 130 years old, I think. It's been around for a long time. But uh, we'll see if it's going to be phased out of existence.
0: Right. So the background is Mayor Ken Sim wants to abolish the park board. He does have some allies in his own party on the park board who are with him. So, yeah, go ahead and fire me. Shut this park board down. But you've got the split, right? So now you've got some of his own people have rebelled against him on this. Feisty meeting last night. Really feisty. So let's have a listen to this because a lot of former park board commissioners showed up at the meeting last night... As you as you uh, previewed yesterday, and listen to this here now. So this is former Park Board Chair John Cooper, a longtime Park Board Commissioner, and now here he is facing off against Jazz Verdi, who is an, a current Park Board Commissioner, allied with the mayor. Okay, so this is one of the mayor's allies who he agrees with shutting the Park Board down. Listen to this exchange.
1: This is a majority. Couldn't make it work. The, spent, we had a year and we got nothing done. No. Everything's sorry, sitting in an I, unfunded. I
2: spent eleven years on the park board. You've spent eleven months. You don't even know your way around the building, let alone the park board. So this, you got elected and you told people you were going to be a park commissioner. You took an oath. Wait a minute, you took an oath.
0: <laughs> wow, your thoughts.
2: <laughs> That's
1: wow. reminiscent of uh, Brian Mulroney's famous thing to John Turner. You had a, you had a choice sir. You had a choice. Yes. Yeah, so this is turning to be a bit of a political maelstrom that I don't think a lot of people foresaw, and yeah. it presents an interesting problem for the NDP government because even though I, there's no evidence, there's overwhelming support for the Parks Board. There's also no evidence there's overwhelming opposition to it. Yeah, and it is getting rid of getting rid of a democratically elected board. Yeah, uh, like basically ending it, not replacing them, just ending it. Which I think is going to give the government a little... I thought this was going to be a no-brainer. Just, you know, do Ken Sims a favor. Ken Sims is a a pretty good partner for the NDP government. They like his support. He shows up in announcements. uh, Signs off on a number of um, sort of validation uh, news releases. Uh, So they need stuff like that. And now Ken Sims wants them to bring in amendments to the Vancouver Charter. I would... Think that probably they're going to let these commissioners run their term out, and then maybe end it. Okay, but so you've sort get,
0: of you've sort of changed your thinking I on have, this then, right? Because when when this first happened, you thought the the NDP government would just probably maybe just rubber stamp rubber this stamp for, it, for Ken Sim.
1: But uh, these, why do you,
0: why do you think that might not be the case now?
1: Well, I think these these ex commissioners, like as we talked yesterday, they've got two months now to make their case. Two or three months before these amendments come in front of the House. And as you said yesterday, maybe Ken Sim was premature in doing this because he's given the opponents to this move some oxygen and some airtime for two months. You're probably going to have John Cooper on this program or somebody, uh, ex-commissioner, making the case why the Parks Board should continue. And so that will be framed as a public issue that wasn't there before. And it's going to go on for two, three months until the House meets in February. Who knows when these amendments, if they come in, are going to be in front of the House I'm uh, not sure what BC United's position is on this or the V.C. Mm. conservative position. We'll yeah. see what position they take. I mean, the Parks Board is generally a left-wing type of body, so I'm not sure United's going to support it. But nevertheless, it's not a bad issue for them to make against the NDP government. And I might give the NDP, a, you know, I, I don't know. I, my first conversations with cabinet ministers were saying, yeah, whatever, you know, it's no, no big deal. Now maybe it turns into a bigger deal, and we'll see. Vancouver is basically NDP territory, with the exception of, you know, Vancouver, Quelchenna, um and Vancouver, Langara, in terms of seats. So it's, it's, it's fairly safe NDP turf. So I don't think they're going to lose seats over this issue, but it might give them pause. And I still think it might be better to let the commissioners run their term out rather than just arbitrarily step in and remove a democratically uh, elected body.
0: Okay. Interesting choice here a, facing it's, it's, the NDP it's government. A little more
1: here. complex, I think, than yeah. what we first thought.
0: Yeah. Okay. That'll be one to watch. Uh, let's talk about the federal dental plan now that's rolled out from the Justin Trudeau government here. $13 billion program. Some people think it could cost a lot more than that. Okay. So some people think it has a low ball estimate means tested program. And so here's the, <laughs> here's the kicker now. You got to be 87. Yeah. 87 years old to qualify here. Now, that's, that's just out, out of the gate, though. Yeah. Like oh, oh, Younger cohorts will come online later. But 87. Let's listen to the federal health minister here making the case for it here. This is uh, Health Minister Mark Holland. The Canadian dental care plan will cover a wide range of services for Canadians. It will cover preventative, diagnostic, restorative, surgical, among other services to ensure their smile is healthy and joyful. These include x-rays, fillings, root canal treatments, and dentures. Yeah, If you're 87.
1: Well, yeah. If you're 87.
0: (laughs) At Um, at first.
1: At first. And it's going to roll out so younger cohorts will come online. You know, if the Trudeau government has any hope of surviving, it's got to turn the channel away from things Poliev talks about, away from getting rid of the carbon tax, away from getting rid of the gatekeepers, as Poliev says, and talking about these types of social spending programs. Yes. That's what liberals are known for. They've been silent on this stuff for two years, really. I mean, there was the the, the pandemic CERB payments, but that was tied to the pandemic. So the liberals have to really get in the game here. And this is potentially the start. You know, it's, it's a long recovery for them. I'm not convinced they can do it. But if they have any hope of closing the gap with the conservatives, they have to get the public thinking about programs such as this one yeah. rather than getting rid of the carbon tax.
0: Right, and the pressure will be on Pauliav Polyev because Pauliav's talked about cutting spending, balancing. He the hasn't budget. explained
1: how he's going to get you know, reduce the size of government, which means laying off potentially thousands of federal employees and closing all sorts of programs. And again, the liberals and, can- kind of, and cancel, including this program, including this one. And yeah. the liberals really haven't, you know, they they attack Pauliav as all right wing extremists, but they haven't gone after the details of, of his policy, the implications of cutting government uh, programs and spending, it does have a huge impact on taxpayers.
0: Yeah. Well, let's listen to Jagmeet Singh here, the federal NDP leader who, who's taking credit for this dental program, saying he basically forced Trudeau to do this through their confidence and supply agreement. And listen to Singh here, going after Polyev on this dental care p- plan. Let's listen.
1: Pierre Polyev, despite having taxpayer funded dental care for most of his adult life, Voted against kids getting dental care. He is opposed to seniors getting dental care, even though he's had it taxpayer funded for his most of his entire adult life. Your thoughts? Not a bad line from Singh to use yeah. on Poliev. I mean, Poliev is a, a career politician. Yeah, he's been living off the public, uh, feeding at the public trough for most of his lives in a life. taxpayer
0: funded mansion. Doesn't
1: he? Yeah, um, and again. Look for the Liberals and NDP to really step up the attacks on Poliev on these points yeah, and to frame it against things like a national dental plan. They've, it's the only hope they have of defeating them is to, to get people thinking about spending uh, programs and services for people rather than cutting taxes.
0: Okay, closer to home here, we've got this extraordinary political landscape in B.C. with the rise of this B.C. Conservative Party, now in second place in all these opinion polls. B.C. United, former B.C. Liberal Party, falling like a rock here. I spoke to the a B.C. Conservative MLA, Bruce Bandman, earlier on the show today. Keith, I asked him, how about a merger? Can't you guys get together here? B.C. United, B.C. Conservatives, have a listen we're we're open to that discussion um, be, uh, but you know i, I got to be honest i think kevin's ego is so big he won't allow it <laughs>
1: <That's> going after <laughs> well, i mean what's the point of talking if that's how you describe each other yeah. uh, but no you know abbotsford south is where bruce Manman represents Yes. well the, the united parties an uh, either i think yesterday or today are announcing their candidate for abbotsford south so how does a merger occur when you've got candidates for both parties in the same riding, who yeah. steps away? Right. You know, is Bama going to step down? I don't no. think so. He's not going to, he's not going anywhere. So does the United candidate suddenly bow out after, you know, one day being announced as a candidate? They also announced candidates in Cowichan Valley. Yeah. Um, and both and, parties are announcing both candidates. Both parties are Every announcing day, candidates almost. all the time. So yeah. who steps away? Yeah. And then who's the leader? Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that going to be Falcon? When Batman s- describes Falcon's ego the way it, you know in, that, in those terms, yeah. uh, does John Rustad suddenly fold his tent because uh, a merger with Falcon? So no, I, I think the merger is absolutely nonsense. Not going anywhere.
0: 604-280-9898 is the number. Star ninety eight ninety eight in your cell. Trevor in Vancouver. Hi, Trevor. Go ahead. Hey, yeah, like, you know I've been following the park, park thing and. You know, I heard John Cooper last night very aggressive, almost
3: bully-like. His meeting last night, and I think for Cooper, it's almost personal because you remember Sim knocked him off twice: once for the NPA leadership, and then for the mayor. He, Cooper dropped out maybe two weeks before the uh, uh, last mayoral election because he knew he couldn't beat Sim. So once again, I think it's less about Park Board marble, a personal vendetta with Sim.
0: Well, isn't he kind of on Sim's side of it now, though? Because he wants to keep John the Cooper? Park Board. Sorry, say that again. Well, John Cooper wants to keep the park board now, so isn't he on Sims? Well, no, now he's on no, the other side of it a now. Yeah. There. yeah, yeah, no. So, sorry, that's my mistake. No, yeah, right. He's he's a uh, you know he's clashing. Well, no, sim- I
1: think the parks board is this little community um, that's again very few voters vote in municipal elections. Yeah, and parks board is sort of an afterthought. I think council's the big thing. You mark your ballot, and parks board is sort of oh you know added as an as an add on. Yeah. And so I just don't but the people who get involved in that are obviously very passionate about it. Yeah. And you know, Cooper's been was there for a number of years. Uh so once you once you remember I wouldn't say it's a cult like thing, but it's a it's a small <laughs> well, go, community. Go ahead and call it a cult. It's go ahead. It's a small ahead. community <laughs> of people who that's that's what they're passionate about. So I'm not surprised really that you saw that many ex-commissioners show up. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it was an important task that they performed in their eyes, and they want to keep it. Joanne in the Okanagan. Hi, Joanne. Go ahead.
2: Hi. I just wanted to comment uh two things. I guess uh, the merger between the BC United and um, the Conservative, Conservative Party, I think, would be a bit of a mistake. Um, I, I don't think that it would be a good uh, fit for the change that we need in bc and second of all on a federal level um i think while i think it's a, a you know good idea in the sense of kids getting their teeth taken care of and seniors getting their teeth ca- taken care of et cetera. i grew up in a generation where obviously that was not available um, and my parents could never afford um you know so on one hand that's great the flip side though is so many Canadians are struggling to just put food on the table. That looking at a thirteen billion, and I agree, it's probably way going to cost way more than that. How how do they justify it? How do the Liberals um, and the NDP, who props them up, uh, justify the massive spending that they are currently doing when we have such a mess of a country?
0: Okay, thank- can't
2: afford. Rent, mortgage, food.
0: Thank thank you. Thank you, Joanne, for the
1: call. So that's the challenge for the Liberals and NDP is to explain how increased government services and programs uh don't increase your food supply. Or food costs. And that's the argument Polde is going to make, is that government spending drives up drives inflation, inflation, drives yeah. up food costs, yeah. even though inflation is starting to come down and, and stabilize. So that's that could be the big debate in the federal campaign.
0: But if you're a family with no dental coverage through your work, I yeah. mean, this is uh, pretty appealing. It music is it to your not? ears.
1: Yeah. But again, as you said off the top, 87 years old. Is the first yeah. cohort that goes. So, not a lot of voters in that. In that. Yeah, do you even have base. teeth
0: left if you're 87? Oh, dentures are covered, yeah. though. Yeah. Dentures are covered. Phil and Shamanis. Hi, Phil. Go ahead. Yeah, morning, Mike. I just wanted to comment and say, where do people think the money's going to come from from the dental?
2: Nothing's for free, and we're already being taxed to death. And this is just going to be more taxes coming to cover the cost. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Well, we haven't seen any tax increase. Um, but again, Poliev's talking about cutting taxes. Yeah, You're not going to see the Liberals and the NDP say we're going to increase taxes. That's just a non-starter. It's just basically these things potentially uh, drive up the debt, um, which is not the – th- I don't think it's a hot-button issue with voters. The, the debt used to be a big thing back in the 90s, really, but it ceased to think, I think, being a, an issue that people don't tie it necessarily to the cost of their food or anything like that. But uh, cost of living – Uh, inflation are still going to be an issue come the next election. So again, can the Liberals pull a rabbit out of the hat here and make social spending Mm. and improving services and programs a more important issue for people than cutting taxes like the carbon
0: tax? Yeah, I think that's the key there for sure. Susan in North Vancouver. Hi, Susan. Go ahead.
3: Um, As far as dental is concerned, it's a very needed program. I have a disabled family member. I've been having to drive him to UBC. Now, luckily, we can afford, I can afford to help him because I received a bit of an inheritance. So I've given him my inheritance to help pay for his teeth to get fixed. But what about the disabled people and the poor senior people who I read about one time before they brought in the program, this poor old man that had such bad teeth, he kept going to his doctor for an infection. They kept giving him penicillin, but nobody would pay to fix his teeth. Doesn't that cost us money through the health care system as well? Isn't okay. it silly not to help people that need the help? Perhaps we should look at helping those that really need the help.
0: Susan, thank you for the call. have thirty seconds
1: here. Yeah, well, we'll see if the dental plan resonates with voters. I mean yeah. it's a it's a new thing. Um Jagmeet Singh's trying to take credit for it. Uh, understandably they were, you know, making this a big a big deal for them. But can this issue could uh, become
0: a key campaign issue, or... Yeah. And does uh, it
1: become a, a bigger issue than say getting rid of the carbon tax? Yeah. And that may be what the election's all about. Nine one
2: one. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Ah! Ah!